Alhamdulillahi wa kafa Wassalamun ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa Amma ba'd Fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Walladhina jahadu fina lanahdiyannahum subulana Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifun Wassalamun ala al-mursalin Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم We grow up in an environment where we go to class And the expectation in any class is that the material on the exam will be from among the difficult topics that the teacher taught. For example, maybe if you go to take a biology class and uh, the teacher is teaching about different topics in biology, When it comes time for the exam, the understanding is that the exam is going to be on, let's say, 11th grade biology, right? I mean, if I'm an 11th grader and I'm taking an 11th grade biology class, then the tests, the quizzes, the examinations, they're all going to be on the 11th grade biology material. You don't expect that in an 11th grade biology class, they're going to ask you questions from a third grade biology textbook. So they're not going to ask you simple questions about life. They're going to ask you complex questions about DNA and um, RNA and the cell and all of these more complex topics, which are topics that you wouldn't expect a third grader to be aware of. And this is the case in all of the things that we do. We always expect that the challenges will be commensurate with the circumstances that we find ourselves in. When I get a job at a company, they're not going to ask me to do tasks that I was able to do in fifth grade. They're going to ask me to do tasks that were relevant to the fact that I've completed my PhD or I've completed my master's or I've completed some higher level of education in whatever field I'm being employed for. So this is kind of like a general paradigm, the way that examinations are taken. And we've grown very accustomed to this. We're always expecting that the examinations are going to be of the most difficult and complicated material. The interesting reality, however, is that although this may be true in a classroom, It's not necessarily true in life. I agree. If you take an 11th grade biology class, they're going to ask you 11th grade biology questions. That's fairly obvious. But in the test of life, in the test of life, the questions tend to be very simple. And it's even though the questions tend to be relatively simple, 
we often fail at the most basic foundations of just the issues that arise in life. For example, let's say that we're all trying to spiritually develop ourselves. Or you can put this in any, any, in any context. I'm trying to spiritually develop myself. I'm trying to gain uh, large amounts of uh, Islamic knowledge. You can, again, put the context however you want. But the tests of life, which are really the tests that matter, because these are the tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to individuals. The tests of life, they tend to be predicated on very, very basic things. Like, for example... I could be studying some very complex fic of, uh, of uh, transactions. But I can tell you that even if I'm studying complex fic of transactions, the challenges that I'm going to face in Dean are not going to be predicated upon complex fic of transactions. They're still going to be predicated on the most basic, basic, fundamental premise of just how I behave. Meaning, the challenges are going to be challenges of character. They're going to be challenges of integrity. They're going to be challenges of honesty. They're going to be challenges of um, uh, maintaining myself in a difficult environment. These are not anything, these, these tests are not commensurate with the background that I may have. Maybe easier way to understand this. Sorry, I'm being a little convoluted. I'll just give you another example. Uh, there's an essay that was written maybe 1990, something like that. Um, I think I've shared this with you before. and I don't remember the exact title of the book, but essentially the book title is roughly this. I'm getting the words wrong because I'm just talking off the top of my head here. But it's roughly that everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Now, this is not a person who's writing from a religious perspective. They're just writing from just a sort of reflecting on their life. They're an older individual. Actually, I think they're in education. And they wrote an essay about this topic, which actually then was the title of the whole book. And then this book became an international bestseller. And I still remember it as I was a kid. I remember reading this book. And essentially, it's very interesting. A highly educated individual, and his argument, the argument in the book, is that even though I spent my life, he's speaking, even though he spent his life learning all of these complex theories and ideas and philosophies, the tests that actually he faced were all based on stuff he learned in kindergarten. Now, that's funny, right? Because you're talking about a highly educated, developed individual who's interacting with society, interacting in very complex interactions, and his claim is, everything I needed to know, I really learned in kindergarten. How so? Because in kindergarten, what do they teach you? They teach you to share, right? I mean, this is what you learn in a kindergarten class. Like, the the kids say, mine, 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 and the teacher keeps reminding them, no, it's ours, ours, ours. And if you're going to have a cookie, you should share a cookie with your neighbor. Right? So that's such a simple lesson. And I can tell you that this same principle is the same principle that we're challenged with every day. We go out there, we engage in complicated things, we get jobs, we get paychecks. But honestly, like the same problem, this basic notion of just sharing. You know, I want to be comfortable I want my lifestyle, I want to have you know, a bank account, I want to have possessions, but how often are we actually sharing what we took? So this simple concept of sharing, it's the same concept. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how complicated my life is, it doesn't matter how much knowledge I gain, it doesn't matter 
uh, who I think I've become, I'm challenged with the same thing. I'm challenged with sharing. I'm challenged with being respectful. You know, uh, we can become the biggest scholars on the planet. The test is the same. No one's going to ask me a detailed question about some uh, esoteric piece of information that doesn't even apply to me, but may have been relevant, you know, at a different time in a different place. The, the problems are going to be the same. Am I respectful with individuals? How am I, am I respectful as a spouse? Am I respectful as a parent? Am I respectful as a neighbor? Am I respectful as a, as a son? Do I give the rights to the people who deserve the rights? And subhanAllah, big, big, big scholars, dini and dunyawi, and we fail at the stuff that we should have learned in kindergarten. People in dunya are failing at the stuff they should have learned in kindergarten. People in deen are failing at the stuff they should have learned in kindergarten. We're all in the same boat. So sometimes, you know, I know we, you know, the funny thing is that when you, like you want to wait for the, it's human nature, it's our tendency. We want to wait for the most complicated problem to arise so we can flex our muscles and muscles and show our deen. Like we're waiting for that, you know, circumstance. Like, oh yeah, when this test comes, I'm going to be ready for it. But in the process, we failed 20 other tests. You know, uh, we're reading complex, complex stuff, and we can't even keep our tongues clean. Like, the fundamental premises of Dean are also simple. Literally, it's the same stuff you would teach a fifth grader in Sunday school. And we're like, what do you teach a fifth grader in Sunday school? You know, don't swear, don't backbite, be respectful, don't call somebody names, you know, don't speak until it's your turn. you know, share what you have, have love for others, have love for humanity. These are the same principles you teach any fifth grader, right? Now what happens is we get stuck thinking that now I've advanced my knowledge, advanced my knowledge, I've grown up, I've become more mature, I have all of this, you know, information. So now I'm waiting for the perfect test that's going to match my circumstance, and I'm ignoring the fact that I don't even do the basics. Like, that's the reality of who we are. The challenge is that we face, although we're complicated and we're designed to be complicated and we should go out there and we should advance ourselves you know, at the forefront of the borders that we're trying to you know, press forward, whatever that might be, whether I'm seeking knowledge or I'm gaining knowledge or I'm advancing knowledge, whatever it might be. But I, it's important to go back and always look at the basics because the challenges in life are usually very, very simple um, very, very simple challenges. Simple, I don't mean they're simple in the sense that they're easy to pass. But I mean, conceptually, they're simple in that you didn't need a lot to be able to figure it out. Like, that's really what this dean is all about. It's very, very, the, the challenges that arise, the things that we're, um, um, you know, uh, challenged to do are really, really simple things that any fifth grader can understand. You don't need like a, a, a complex uh, mind to be able to f- understand that you should be grateful to the people around you. You should say please and thank you. Let's put it that way. Please and thank you. Please is basically dua and thank you is uh, jazakallah, right? I mean, whether you please and thank you when you're dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, please give me this, please give me that, recognizing that only he can give it. And Ya Allah, thank you for everything that you've given me, recognizing that everything has come from him. The same principle applies to one another, to say please and thank you. Now, you need some sort of like complex set of facts in one's mind in order to be able to achieve those things? No. 
I'm not saying that it's not important to go out there and advance society, advance ourselves, gain knowledge, get good degrees, go out, learn Islamic knowledge. Dini or Dinuwe, it doesn't matter. But it's just funny, like, people have very high PhDs. Some people have two PhDs. Some people have three PhDs. But they can't live like a human being. They cannot live like a basic human being. They don't have the ability to respect another person. They don't have the ability to say please. They don't have the ability to say thank you. I'm not saying all these things are present in any one person, but that's where the deficiencies lie. The deficiencies don't lie in that, oh, I didn't get my fourth PhD. The deficiency lies in just being a decent, respectful human being, having the basic characteristics that a human being should have. And it's not any exception, whether it's deen or dunya, it's the same thing. Even in deeny knowledge, it's the same thing. People can quote you large, large things, but behavior is completely, you know, um, completely contrary to everything that they're quoting. And subhanAllah, when you look at the Prophet you know, you find one of the beauties of our deen is that just that simplicity, that innate simplicity in the message of the messenger. You know, they recognized him, like his, 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 the name by which the Prophet was known, right? The name by which he was known was As-Sadiq and Al-Amin. Like they recognized him to be, you know, truthful and trustworthy. And it was at the most basic level, his character, I mean, the look at the, you know, again, I'm talking off the top of my head here, so I'm not fully prepared to just, it's just coming to my head. But, you know, look at the argument that Khadija radiallahu anha makes when the Prophet ﷺ fears that uh, the revelation is something other than revelation. You know, when the first ayat of Quran were revealed, she, he ran from the cave and he went back to his family and asked to be covered. And then he says he fears for himself. So he's fearing that the revelation is not necessarily revelation, it's something that could be, uh, you know, whether it's a quote-unquote evil force or something else. He's fearing for himself. She says, it's not possible. It's not possible. And then she, gives, she makes some arguments. You know, you're the one that joins people together. You're the one that stands up for good causes, right? So her arguments, you know, they weren't anything like highly complex. You need to like chalk it out on a chalkboard and try to figure out all of these details and take derivatives. And, you know, you need to be able to quote, 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 long, long uh, pieces of information. It was like, no, you're just a good human being. You're just this really good, decent human being who stands up for good things that everyone can agree upon, who brings families together, who unites people. You carry people's loads. You carry people's loads, meaning you, you, you see somebody in difficulty, you want to put that difficulty on your own shoulder and carry it forward. Make it easy on others and take that difficulty upon yourself. Now, again, this is a long, detailed lesson. You can keep going on and on. But it's important for us to sometimes just like, you know, distill everything down to the simplest, simplest things. Uh, our challenges, they're relatively straightforward. They're kind of the same things that just keep coming up at different phases in life. Whether that's as kids just learning how to share and say please and thank you and be respectful, or whether that's as older adults then learning to do that with you know, while you're living with another person in a home or while you're dealing with your parents as they become elderly or while you're dealing with your children as they become somewhat difficult because they're children and that's how children are raised, they're the same tests. They just keep repeating themselves in different ways. 
And, you know, we're sitting and waiting for, like, that perfect opportunity. When people come and tell me, they say, you know, when I make $2 million, then I'm going to be ready to donate $1 million. Okay, now I'm, I'm thinking about this. What are you talking about? You created, like, this false narrative in your mind that I somehow have to make $2 million, and when I have $2 million, then I'm going to be ready to donate $1 million. So you're sitting here way off in the corner of the universe waiting for that perfect circumstance when you have $2 million and you'll be ready to donate $1 million. You're thinking that that's your test. You're not re- realizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't even need your $1 million. Whatever you have today, that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, asking, is, is saying. Whatever you've been given, from this you should share and give. So we create our own idea of what the test should be. We wait for that extreme, and we ignore all the other things underneath, how we behave, how we deal with one another, etc., etc. So anyway, you know, it's just a very simple message, which is that generally speaking, I'm not saying there aren't exceptions, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, the tests that come upon us are really straightforward. Sometimes we don't see them that way, but they're really straightforward. And as a person decides or desires to improve themselves spiritually, to improve themselves in their knowledge of deen, etc., Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inherently send tests. There's two ways by which a person advances. Number one, we advance through effort. A person makes effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advances them. Number two, you advance through patience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while a person makes effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a test. And then you bear it with patience. You bear it, you know, you pass that test with patience, whether that's how you behave or whether that's how you remain silent. You know, it could depend on the circumstance. And that advances a person to the next level. And subhanAllah, this is exactly the lives of the Sahaba. If you look at the lives of the Sahaba at the time of the Prophet sent them, what happened? They would do their ibadah, do their ibadah, do their ibadah, boom, some major test would come. They would pass that test, they would be advanced. They would do their ibadah, elevate, elevate, elevate. When they came to that graduation time, spiritually, a test would come upon them, they would be elevated. It's, it's a spiritual um, elevation, but anyway, it's the reality of who we are. So what's going to happen? Your person makes an effort. They th- you think you can just sit in the masjid and you know, uh, pray, and then there's never going to be a test, and there's never going to be an opportunity to, to uh, advance? No. If a person really makes an effort to pursue Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, desires to advance themselves, then a test is going to come. But that test isn't going to be some sort of like, uh, now you're saying, uh, so I'm sitting and reading Quran for an hour a day, so I'm waiting for my test. You know, it's going to come in a very specific way. It's going to be a very simple thing, usually. Not always, usually. It's going to be like how you behave in the house with your spouse or how we behave uh, with our neighbor or how we behave with our children or Allah sends a blessing, do we take a piece of it recognizing it's coming from Allah and sharing it with those in need? It's like the same kind of themes, they just come up in different ways. So we don't need to sit around waiting for some sort of like intricately complex test and like I'm standing ready to defend myself and you know show, show my strength at that time. Rather, we need to look at just the basics of our life. How do we behave? How do we, do we, are we respectful? Are we people who share? Are we people who say please? Are we people who say thank you? Are we people who put things back where they belong? It's like a kindergarten principle. You take something, put it back where it, where it, where it belongs. You, you moved it, you should put it back where it belonged. Don't have expectations that people are going to do your stuff for you. You should do your own thing. It's not the teacher's job. It's not your neighbor's job to put your stuff back. It's your own job to put yourself back. 
How many people, you know, eat a meal and then wash their own dish? In the end, no, somebody else will do it for me. I mean, who am I? Why should I wash the dish? No, this is like a basic decency, you know? Anyway, I don't want to get into like, you know, specific examples. I'm just saying that the tests that tend to come upon people tend to be really, really, really basic. Not basic in the sense they aren't difficult. They are very difficult at the time and place in which we face them. But they tend to be relatively simplistic in the sense that they follow these very, very basic themes that we're just learning in our deen to begin with. Being good human beings, having, having high and decent character, being truthful and trustworthy, being honest, um, speaking respectfully about others. Same, same simple test they come they come on a 65-year-old, they come on a 15-year-old, they come to a 5-year-old. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are able to appreciate the test that he sends. May he make us amongst those who are able to succeed in those tests. Wa akhirat da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.